Hey, everybody. It's Thursday. You know that means it's time for the Art Fight Podcast. I'm Joe Nolan. I'm going to come right out and say it. I'm not going to bury the lead, Brian. This is the very last episode of the podcast. If you guys haven't seen that on social media, we are, uh, we're doing it. This is the last show we're going to do. It's been an amazing run. We've got an old friend. We have a new friend. And of course, we have Brian Siskin here as well. How are you today, Brian? On the very last <laughs> podcast of your life. Oh, well, I, I, maybe we'll see. But, uh, you know, maybe this is a secret plot, Joe. Like maybe I have something great in stock for us and I'm just hiding mm. it from you until uh, until it emerges. But no, I mean, mm. this is this is, uh, you know, it's one, of those bitter, it's one of those bittersweet things, you know, where you you um, uh, you want to go out when it's feeling good and it seems to have been good and uh, and not uh, feel like it's belabored. And so I just. Uh, coming out of the pandemic, you know, I feel like we're on the verge of coming out of the pandemic. And I just thought, you know what? Everybody else is starting a podcast. Let's go the opposite direction. It's like, it's like we, Brian, it's like we, we worked hard. We won the belt. We defended it. We proved our point. And now we're walking away at the top of our game. Unlike every other combat sports hero. Right. And you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm sort of like Khabib, you know, I already told my mom, this would be our, my last uh, art fight podcast and so <laughs> <laughs> he told his mom ladies and gentlemen you know, you know he's a man of his word um uh, uh, we're happy to be joined by uh, our old friend nancy kidder nancy how are you glad to have you here on the show with us i'm good i'm 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 i felt like i just received the worst news you know um amongst all the bad news we are already hearing yeah um on a constant basis uh, what was it? 15 minutes ago, you sent me an email saying, you know, jump on our podcast. <laughs> and I didn't read it quite early <laughs> enough until I was looking at it. And then final podcast. Mm. I, I, I hope there's a story like that goes along the line of other than just, I, you, you mentioned that it was, uh, because Everyone else is starting one. <laughs> I would be more along the lines of like, I don't know, you got a major record deal mm. and you're producing a film. Well, Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say that, you know, for me at least, it's, it, I have to say, I mean, it's been an incredible honor and a privilege and it's been so magic. Um, and I definitely am going to feel the, the 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 gap or the emptiness that you know this connectedness has always brought every week it's been you know meeting somebody new or talking to old friends and yeah. uh learning and talking and and, uh, and i've talked to joe probably more ritually for the last three years than i have most of my family so i mean uh you know it's a it's, it's a real true. thing but there's there's not like a there's not a big singular reason but i will say um there is one thing that i'm uh that I've got my sights set on doing that I, you know, when you're looking at your life and you're thinking about how many things can I do at once uh, and do them well and all that, uh, I will say that the one thing that I am in pursuit of now in the earliest stages uh, is uh, getting my pi uh, pilot's license. Well, And so uh, I don't even think I told you that, Joe. Um, that seems like a good thing to do during the pandemic, actually. Right. Well, I'm going to wait a little bit until I'm, because uh, those planes are pretty stuffy, but, um, but, know, but my, it's just you, right? You and maybe one other person. Yeah. You and me and one other person, but, uh, but yeah, it's also, um, it takes a lot of money and energy and focus and time. And, you know, it's like, uh, how do I explain this? My, my father was a, was a pilot in Vietnam and, uh, I was raised in planes 
Uh, obviously, I do a lot of um, drone work, and I've been involved in a lot of. You know, and you need FA a you need a pilot's license to to fly a drone legally, correct? Yes, I, ha I have an actual uh, you know uh, license from the government uh, for it's called the Part One Hundred Seven certificate. Uh, gosh, poor Kevin. Uh, Ryan, I have a radio controlled helicopter. I should show you. you no, you're right. You're fine as long as you're not doing it commercially. Uh, but anyway, so like I was really excited years ago it's when I fun. I got my my drone drone license when I was uh, about four years ago. I even wrote up a big piece about it because I was so excited to be listed in the FAA's um, Airman Registry with my father, uh, my late father, who you know. It, ingrained aviation into me so then you know now it's it's i just feel like there's an airport one mile from my house uh you know i'm always geeking out on this stuff anyway and then um you know without getting too personal um you know my my father had a flight bag um it's actually right over here i could probably show it to you but my dad had a bag with all of his things that he would take when he was going to go fly and um i got it uh not long after he passed away and i just chose never to open it and um uh as my interest has sort of been starting to mount lately in uh, in the current times to do this i decided it was the time to to open it and so everything seems to be kind of resonating with like that's something that i should really do and honestly like, i don't have any um there's no commercial, like I'm not looking to be a commercial pilot or anything like that. If I can just land up, like take off and land and it not be illegal and I don't die, then I have succeeded. So, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty neat, but, um, and you know, and I re recently also just, f I found the tail number, uh, which is like the license plate number on a plane of my father's plane that he had when I was growing up. And, uh, I always wondered where it ended up and it's in Vero beach, Florida at this flight school. Uh, and aircraft rental spot. And I thought, there's the mission. So if I can get my license and go through the training and get my license, pass my check ride and all the things you got to do, then I will take a trip down to Florida uh, post pandemic and fly the, my dad's old plane. Uh, and so I just feel like that's a weird thing, a weird mission, uh, but it's something that I just can't put off anymore. And that's, it's not to say it's one-to-one -one with the podcast. It's just, I definitely am taking on some other things that are big. Uh, so there's definitely that, that for me, but I think also it's just, um, you know, a lot of people are starting things in the middle of the pandemic as a response to it. And we've talked a lot about this, you know, and obviously Nancy, you've been teaching through it and you know, everything else. Um, and I don't know, I feel like I'm already, my head's already a year down the road of like, what's it going to feel like and where are we going to be when this is not a limitation on us anymore? What do we really want to be uh, having be the makeup of our time and our energy? And so uh, with, you know, I've been putting out music, I've been working on video and film projects. I've been doing all the normal things, but adding on another big thing like that, I thought, you know, I've really got to weigh out my, my, my energy and my time, but I, I don't think that I'm gone from this and my conversations with you guys. And obviously Nancy, um, I can probably guilt you into letting me into just about anything that you're doing, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, and, and, you know, with Joe and I have, it's been awesome, right? Like we haven't had any real issues other than, uh, Kevin's still image here. Uh, 
Yeah, we Kevin, NFL. just in case, just so you know, <laughs> Kevin, we can see a beautiful image of you, but it is frozen like uh, like like you're like it's a Han Solo esque kind of freeze happening <laughs> it's over a, there. It's and a we, wild ass tender photo. Yeah. So so we're 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 our, our guest Kevin Guthrie. <laughs> oh, he's uh, gone now. He, oh, okay. I think he's gonna try to come back uh, yeah, back that's on. All right. Um, uh, he's a, he's a Nashville uh, artist who has a show coming up. I actually wrote about Kevin's work in art in America and I've never actually had a chance to meet Kevin. It's a kind of weird oh. cause I actually, he, I gave him a local, uh, arts award from the, our local, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, uh, alternative, uh, uh, newspaper, uh, all weekly newspaper uh, that I write a lot of art stuff for. He, I gave him an award a few years ago, so I've I've known his work for a long time. He's got some really cool things happening, and uh, and he just he, he was we were emailing about this new show he has coming up, and I was like, why? Don't, and Brian's like, maybe we can get like an art person on for the last one too. And I was <laughs> right. like, why don't why doesn't Kevin come on? So hopefully Kevin will come back on and we'll be able to, to rock and roll here in a second with him too. But Nancy, yeah. yeah, it's really been great. I really am happy to have you on here. Um, and I really, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, you've helped to sort of inspire us and, uh, and I feel like we've tried, you know, we've helped to inspire you in some things. And the other thing I think is more important is that I think that you're kind of emblematic of the thing that I'm most grateful about in this show, which is that, that me and Brian were like, this is like this conversation we keep having. Surely other people might be interested in that conversation as well. And when I found you and I found your writing and fighting program at American university, I was like, that's like the perfect person to have on the podcast. Cause she like is exactly what we're talking about. And, uh, and then you became such a great ally for us. So I'm, I'm really glad we made that connection with you. No, thank you, Joe and Brian. And, um, you know, I have to thank you guys so much because I wasn't in the podcasting uh, world. I wasn't doing anything but just teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and then I came on Art Fight. And then I think that knowing that there was this community of other people who see the cultural impact and mm -hmm. that kind of influx, uh, you know, it really inspired me. And your support was always there. Um, I remember the MMA symposium that we got to do in person in 2019. And then um, so much that you guys did to support in the panels that we did in 2020. Oh, yeah. Which, um, you know, I they were so important, I think, for all of us in this community to to recognize, you know, what was going on with COVID and MMA, as well as race, gender, geopolitics. Yeah, everything. Form. And uh, no, I have you guys, did you guys hear that you guys were named um, number 25 in the top MMA podcast? Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. So I'm well, like, well, well. I'll send you the. Um, All right. Well, let's just, uh, Joe, I take it back. <laughs> Now we're now, quickly. I'm, I'm picking my gloves up off of the cage. I'm <laughs> picking my gloves. Who's number twenty four? I'm coming. We're coming for twenty four. So there is a podcast I'm coming for that bag. We want a top. <laughs> we want a top ten opponent. So I think you guys should keep it and you drop in. You know, whenever. and you are also. I am completely absorbing you into my writing and fighting. You know that mm -hmm. uh, we will have special art fight. You know. Yeah shows or classes that would be great i'd be totally down for that and yeah totally but i want to talk about that 
um, just of that you were number 25 because they specifically talked about you guys and what you've been doing in this space. Mm. It's called Sound of Violence. Podcast. Right. They're a podcast on MMA podcasts. So they, right. I think the last three years, they look at, and I think they go over 162 wow. MMA podcasts. Wow. We were 25. Not bad. So we were 25 and they specifically talked about certain episodes. Definitely the one that you guys had your hundredth with myself, but Chuck Mindenhall and Fernanda Prachi yeah. and um, Matthew Polly. Yeah, yes. Matthew yes. So they talked about, so I'll send you, you guys, that YouTube video or that. That podcast. is so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. 25. It's, it's nice when people like, because it's at the end of the day, I mean, if this wasn't just an enjoyable thing to be doing once a week, we wouldn't be doing it. But at the end of the day, it's also a lot of technical work for Brian. It's a lot of emailing and texting for me, booking guests, you know. And at the end of the day, it's nice when people are like, hey, like, I sort of noticed that you guys and we've heard from other podcasters as well, you know, and a lot of people that I've met through you, like through your panels, mm -hmm. it helped us with our, you know, network of getting to know more people. Lots of people we met on a Nancy panel ended up on our show like a few weeks later. You know what I mean? So so it's it's it was that was helpful about about our connection as well. Just that you you made it easier for us to network and get to know people. Oh. And and I also feel like it um uh it's nice that that. Cause, cause I, there's certain, I mean, sometimes it, it amounted to getting a person who had something to talk about and was available, you know what I mean? But then there was other shows where it was more like we went to a different level with that guest, you know, or that guest like took the show to a different level or whatever it might've been. And so it's, it's nice that people actually paid attention enough to sort of see the nuances and know that there were certain things that are real highlights for these guys. And it's kind of amazing yeah. what they were able to do in this space that no one recognized before they did, Brian. <laughs> well, I, 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 love, I think one of my favorite things has been just uh, people that are known for whatever their craft is always have something else that they're probably equally, if not possibly more uh, passionate about because they're what they do as their main gig is their main gig. And so it's inevitably going to be a, uh, a, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a tired thing for them, uh, ask answering the same questions and all that. The one thing we never did, I, I don't think, is ever asked anybody the the things that they normally got asked, and we never thought of it as an interview thing. It was more just like we're just putting you in a pot, and we're just going to see kind of what happens. And you know, I think that, uh, you know, like I think about times like getting Wayne White to talk about what it was like to be a a fry cook in a diner, right. you know, before he was famous or you know, and how much he drew from that or, you know, I, I can think our of unforgettable trip, our unforgettable trip to, uh, the man with the hats, uh, lovely underground bar. Chuck's bar. Yeah. Chuck's <laughs> bar. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the thing too, is like people that the Mindenhall's you know, pub. Yeah. People, people that we have, if, if we can take even five minutes to acknowledge people that we admire and that have given so much of their work and just sort of just give them a, a little bit of a different type of forum. It's been a, it's been yeah. a cool, it's been a cool thing. And you know, I also think that there's, as much as I'm amazed that we're a top, you know, we're in the top 25, Joe. Uh, but uh, I mean, who's in charge of these rankings anyway? You know, but uh, no, but uh, I, I, I do think that it's it's one of those things where I don't know what the uh, we never had a ceiling in mind for this. You know, we we never knew we, we had it maybe in the back of our minds, like maybe if we do this uh, weird idea long enough that 
something will pick us up in some way that we can be absolved of a lot of the work aspects of it or you know um from a technical standpoint or whatever else uh if somebody wanted to pick us up in that way it's kind of like it's kind of like we're in a band and we've been playing you know gigs and we love it and we love the music and we love everything and you can't be in a band forever really either you know or you shouldn't be um doesn't mean i don't want to be in a band with you joe um so I don't know. It's just like a. It's just one of those things where it's like I, I feel good about where everything is, and you know I don't think that the uh, the last. I don't think this has to die in a in a complete sense. I mean, but I do think that like the ritualistic every week, I mean, the brand can live, I suppose. But but Nancy, one of the things that was really important to us in the beginning that I think. Uh, I feel like you're the most important person that we can sort of relay this to and make sure that you're aware of is, we always wanted it to not be topical. We very rarely covered, you know, like let's have a UFC 254 conversation or, you know, let's talk about this uh, art happening. I mean, we certainly did that for film festivals, for art happenings and for fights. We definitely did that, but we kept it to an absolute minimum on purpose. We wanted all of the things that we made, essentially, uh, these conversations to be able to be transcribed and logged and kept and and usable in an evergreen sense for potentially people like you right that are uh any kind of source material um that you can get your hands on right um and so uh one of the projects that i'll have post all of this um is going back through uh and getting all of my getting all the transcriptions done as best as i can and and i want to make sure that you get all that so that you know and have access to it and i want other people to have access to it. And I feel like that that's, that's the most rewarding thing for me is building a library, uh, that I, of important people doing interesting things, uh, uh, in this realm and having those weird conversations, let's make sure that that stuff isn't lost in the ether in the same way that it was maybe feeling like for you before you were doing all this and you were just teaching in the classroom and not, uh, capturing all this. I please do, please do. And I will, you know, I'm even going to direct my students, to look at what you guys have done, especially, you know, I think that we look at how um, different academic lenses intersect with combat sports. And I love this idea of art um, and how it's been represented. So I will tell them to look through the Art Fight podcast. Uh, what would you call it? The library? The archive. Archive. Yeah. And uh, no. I was, I was joking with Joe, like, we'll, we'll get it all in JSTOR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. No. Can I tell you? Um. I am so appreciative. You actually also not only coming on panels and bringing your thoughts, which are, you know, from. Um. I'm trying to think of like. I think you came to one where we had John Snowden mm -hmm. talking about his book. To um. Did were you there for uh Kareem Zidane? Zidane. Um. Or, yeah. 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 Like. And you know, to bring your point of view, which is so interesting, um, was I'm so appreciative. You came and talked to my students, those young minds, um, and you know, really not just talking about you know the different um, things you think about combat sports and what you've learned. You really became very personal with them and told them how you discovered that you wanted to be involved in film and in music and um you know i i really appreciate you know because that's you know talking to young people and 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 going back and reflecting about how you got into a business and really giving them also honest authentic advice um 
you know, uh, I really, you guys are just such a supportive duo, I guess. <laughs> but uh, both of you, um, in terms of really understanding that it's not just the typical MMA fan, it's not, um, you know, a sports thing. It's, there's so much more to it. That's what I love about combat sports. Well, geez. I mean, thanks a lot. That's, and that's a lot to take in. I mean, but, uh, again, I feel like that we're sort of, uh, tandem in a lot of ways and symbiotic and, uh, albeit you being in the academic forum, uh, which gives you a lot of, um, credibility as we're like, we're over here, like halfway drinking PBRs and stuff. But, uh, it's, it's, it really is. I mean, you know, I, I, I try to, if I ever have a, I'm still wrestling with the fact that I talk to young people and I'm not one of them. Uh, <laughs> it's still a lot to sort of unpack, but, uh, but I do think that you want to, you want to just say all the things that you wish somebody would have told you at that time in your life. I mean, with maybe a little bit of governance, you know, like uh, it's real easy for me to get into like, nothing means anything, man, you know, like whatever. But, uh, you know, in terms of your pursuits and, and what you're doing, I mean, you, anybody that's in your class is already a seeker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, they're already going to know that you're doing something, you're not doing a typical academic or even a writing genre, you know, yeah. going in and we're evaluating, um, you know, the Iliad and understanding like what that meant, like um, someone calling out a fight and about honor mm. and about um, glory and how, um, you know, that's important. And it's important to look at just like music and other types of art that a lot of people want to think is entertainment or consumed. It's, it fulfills us. It's what makes us human. Yeah. There's some kind of a quote. I can't think of it exactly, but there's a quote that there's a Rory McDonald quote about glory. That's just like chilling. He says here, like Rory, he's just so quiet and he's talking. He's like, yeah, it's, it's just all about glory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh my God. Rory, oh my God, Rory <laughs> But um, but I really think it's fascinating too. And one of the things that I'm talking about your class, your, your, your curricula and your, your, uh, you know, you, the, the, you know, one of the first things I learned about you was like sort of actually looking at the, uh, the oh, like you had like a website or something for the class. So I could actually see like these are the things we're going to talk about this semester and this is how we're going to break it down. And, and um, one of the things that, that you guys do and that we talked to Chuck Mendenhall about as well, I think our, I think our show, we had a show with just Chuck. Is that correct? We had one show that was just us with Chuck and, uh, and that was a fascinating show. And that was the show actually where he started talking about, the, you know, this is what I'm getting at is he started talking about, um, I think I asked him, I said, like, look, you know, we, we keep mentioning all these classic, you know, combat sports, martial arts books, you know, especially boxing literature. And, 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 you know, and then I was like, you know, when, when are you gonna, when are you gonna give us the great American boxing book or great American combat novel or whatever, or not, you know, not novel probably, but the more definitive like, MMA book or whatever. Yeah. When you, yeah. yeah when you, cause the, the MMA doesn't have that book yet. MMA doesn't have the fight yet. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but, uh, but, that thing is interesting to me too, because if you're not a combat sports person, and even if you are, you you might not really be aware of the fact that there's like 
highly respected literature about the sport of boxing, about martial arts. You know, there's cl classic books of martial arts out there, you know, that are just, you know, that are timeless, you know, and, and, um, and, and people, people in the martial arts don't even really know that necessarily, you know, so it's a weird thing where there's a weird blind spot where there's this, and it's exactly the kind of thing we're pointing out is that it's like, there's this place where like fine art literature, like is like at this Venn diagram with like head kicking, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's like, that's such a beautiful spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that's one of the other great things about your class is that there really are these blind spots in between these spaces because people, because there is this weird thing where like, there's, there's this weird dividing line that's actually not even there as we've proven, you know what I mean? But there's lots of people who, you know, if I, I could, I could go to certain places when certain people were there. And if I said, are you going to watch the fights tonight? They would just be like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> you know. And there'd also be people who, if I was at the fight and I said, Hey, this reminds me of that Norman Mailer book. They'd be like, what are you talking about? But, but at least that makes you like more of a tough guy. Whereas for a woman, it's like even more alien, right? Like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I also think that, um, you know, it's unexpected that, you know, a woman is interested in this. So like, I at least get into that space. But yeah, that's true too. I love that you talked about this, these blind spots though. I think that that's so important because, you know, like I was talking to Fernanda Prachi, mm -hmm. who another one of your guests uh, about, you know, women in sports, how we, we have this idea that um, women have just made it to combat sports. And it's, it's not true. We've actually had this kind of in and out. Right. And, you know, in the women just learned how to fight eight yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> no. But it's the way we kind of, we, we often believe in narratives. And um, I was just thinking about um, Michel Foucault, the philosopher, like how he thinks we always think we're on the trajectory like this, but no, it's like this. And that's why the pendulum swings and um, you know, and, you know, what I want to tell you about you guys is that when I saw you, it was so heartening to know that there are other kind of, um, I want to, I don't want to say fight nerds because we're not, we're, you know, but people <laughs> who, are, fair. <laughs> <laughs> who are passionate about the sport and recognize it as, you know, in, as a way that um, it transcends it as even a sport. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think that there's more to this space that can happen, uh, you know, and, and maybe we find some, you know, new energy uh, for that and some new uh, application for it in some other manner or medium or schedule or way. Um, like I said, you know, this is not about just writing off everything to do with it. But, uh, but uh, you know, when you think about you've got the Luke Thomases, you've got the, uh, you know, like you've all the all the requisite spaces are filled with really good people doing really good work there doesn't need to be really any more analysis <laughs> you know like on one side you've got like like luke thomas and on the other you've got like the the robin black that sort of you know yeah. uh more abstracted and kind of challenging the status quo of ideas at every turn which i think is really healthy so i mean i think that even even in that uh 
space. You know, I, I think that everything's kind of, there's something right for everything, but I, I feel like in this space, there hasn't been a lot. And I think that we've all, you know, chipped in here and maybe done a lot to, to have more of, and I, I, there is definitely an appetite for the conversation at the same time. I don't know how, you know, the world of, it's almost like the closer that you get to MMA, the, the farther you get, because people, there's polarities and, uh, people want polarities. People want conflict, even in the conversation. It's something that the closer you get to it, there's some sort of gravitational thing that kind of happens. And, and we all have our opinions and that's what makes it kind of fun. And you have people that you like and that you don't like, and I hate this guy and you know, whatever. But I mean, I, I've, I've been trying to really just sort of keep away from that magnetic uh, sort of pull and try to keep things very objective. And, you know, I mean, to the point of like getting myself to, <laughs> this sounds weird, but like kind of like weaning myself off of it a little bit. Like I'm not going to watch the fights tonight. I'm going to do this other thing because I can't, Yeah, I got to balance it to, there's a sweet spot, I think, to my interest and in what fascinates me the most. And I think that it's a, you know, the people that are down dead center in it. And, you know, like I said, Luke Thomas or somebody that's just, you know, doing these 45 minute technical breakdowns that are brilliant and very well thought out. And he's, you know, cogent arguments for everything else. Like it's great. But in our world, the sort of the, you know, we're like the, you know, like the drama kids or whatever, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is, the weirdos of the breakfast club uh, group here. And, you know, I, I think that uh, there's more room for that, I think, to be cultivated and to grow. And I think that if we can offer anything towards that uh, or have offered anything towards that, then that's, that's awesome. But, uh, but I love that you have something that's, you have the ability to formalize and, and, make everything a, a a growth oriented progression for other people to benefit from. So uh by the way you were asking about Kevin. Uh, I've got Kevin in here now. It looks like we've got dark screen so uh I'm not sure what that is. Uh Kevin, can you hear us? Uh, yes. Am I not? Am I not <laughs> You're in the dark. We, yes, but we can hear you. That's pretty good. I have to, I have to sign oh, off. Good. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry Nancy. Thanks for your time. No, 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 but can I can I? I want to say my goodbyes. Oh yeah. Well, I was trying to. I was trying to skip past it without getting to the emotional part. No, I um. Again, I really appreciate it. And what you're saying, like writing and fighting, what I love is it's not the Professor Kidder show. It is a collective. Yeah. And you know, uh, Tanisha. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna mute. Um, but um, thank you again. And I, you guys, um, I am going to call you pioneers, though, in this collective. And mm. not, to, not to make you seem like better in, or like you're aged out or anything, but <laughs> really Fair. want you to know that. And I appreciate everything. And I loved your stuff. Um, your, you talked about the men. That was one of my favorites. I loved your Robin uh, Black and... Uh, yeah. So. Oh yeah, we had such a good time in those shows when Robin came on with us. He was such a blast to talk with. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you. But this is till next time. Yeah, and for sure. Thank you, guys. And I'm taking off. Bye. Okay. Bye, Nancy. Thank you we'll, so much we'll for being you. with us. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Definitely. Bye. Okay. So, um, you want to try pull Kevin back up? Yeah, I got Kevin here. Uh, I've got the ghost of Kevin. Do you have him uh, unmuted? Yes. Uh, wow. Thanks, Nancy. That was awesome. Can you hear us, Kevin? 
Kevin, can you hear us? <laughs> I love that like our final episode is is uh like the mother of all technical difficulties. Uh we've had a few. It's part of the game. Uh Nancy sent the link to uh I'm I'm our, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm IGing him. I'm okay. we're, we're <laughs> so we just heard you, Kevin. Oh, we can hear you. I guess you can't hear us. Uh, Nancy sent a link to our uh, our friends over at the Sound of Violence. So we'll see. Uh, look at this. Oh yeah. Should I tell Kevin that just we should just forget it? Maybe. Oh, I think that that's probably wise. Okay. Okay. Because uh, we've been trying. Well, we've been trying for a while. Uh. Did you hear us, Kevin? Uh, he's gone now. I think he just bailed. Oh, wait, let's try it again. He's back. Let's try one more. Kevin? Kevin, can you hear us? <laughs> We're hearing a lot of uh, the cursing, so that's good. Oh, I hear you now. All right. You do? Yeah. Sorry about the foul language. <laughs> No, we, we, you we can specialize hear in it. You can hear us, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you, but no visuals. That's fine, right? Okay, okay. don't worry about it, because the most of it's going to end up as a podcast anyway. So the, the only people who would see yeah, yeah. it would be the people who are watching right now. Well, thanks for uh, having me. Let's hope it for a little bit. <laughs> okay, perfect. You sound great. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. There's nothing worse than like having literally 40 minutes of technical difficulty and then having to switch gears to be like, Oh, now I'm just going to have a cohesive uh, conversation about my work. <laughs> right. I know yeah. I'm just going to calm down and say really intelligent things. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, I, I mentioned earlier when uh, we were, we were, you know, letting people know like what was going on with, with, uh, with your appearance and you trying to get you on the air. And um, uh, I, I mentioned um, that you and I, have never actually met each other and oh. that i i know your your artwork uh from from your your nashville based artist i became aware of your paintings because uh our friend julia martin did a show of yours a few years ago um where you uh sort of uh celebrated the career of muhammad ali by painting right. portraits of all of the men that ali fought and um and then very shortly after you had your show, uh, it was right when Ali passed away. And to me, that made that show even like that. I love that show anyway. But then all of a sudden it made it really even more important that that happened at the same time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, but obviously. Yeah. And I'm sure you know. What would you say, Kevin? I feel like I did him in. <laughs> no, it's not. You were not to blame, but I think it was interesting that just a few weeks ago, uh, Leon Spinks passed away, and Leon Spinks was a guy who uh, who everybody thought wouldn't beat Ali, and then he had kind of the upset of the century when he beat Ali uh, in like 1978, I want to say, or something like that. Yeah, and when yeah. when he when he and Ali fought again, uh, that was I was about you know nine or so at that point. And uh, we were, I must have been about nine, eight or nine, because we were still living in Detroit. And, uh, and, you know, and uh, actually, uh, Leon Spinks was fighting out of Kronk Gym, I believe. So he was fighting out of Detroit. But I was a little kid and I loved Muhammad Ali. And, um, and of course, so I wanted Muhammad Ali to win. And it was the very first time in my whole life that my parents let me and my brother stay up late and my sister so we could all stay up late and watch the fight because uh, uh, it was a school oh, night obviously or something well. like that. i mean pretty well i remember watching it 
And I remember that was like the first time to me that Ali seemed old. And right. like my friend Bob said, like, that was the night that the rope-a-dope did not work. Yeah. So, uh, and it was surprisingly, that was a split decision, which normally those will go to the champ. And uh, Ali yeah. had yeah. won some questionable decisions. Yeah. A lot of times you get the benefit of the doubt by being the champ. And I, I don't, I didn't, I haven't had the heart to watch it, you know, just because I remember I had Ali kind of punching. Yeah. And like starting, starting to decline. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but um, Spinks, his next fight, you know, he didn't have to fight Ali, but he gave him a rematch. Um, he was supposed to have fought, I believe he was supposed to fought Ken Norton. Oh uh, man! But he, he dodged, or for whatever reason, he ended up fighting Ali again. And Ali was was ready that time. Of course, that was Ali's last victory, and it was when he definitely should have retired. Right. And he did retire, but he came back. What three years later? Two or three years later to. to uh, Is that when he fought Larry Holmes? Yeah, when he fought Holmes. Oh, know. that was terrible. Yeah. So that was like you know, a lot of people speculate when Ali should have retired you know he should have retired after foreman he should have retired after the third frazier fight right um i don't know i think he should have retired probably i don't know what the fight was before spinks but he should have somewhere along there he should have should have given it up but he had a lot of pressure on him there were a lot of hands in his pocket back then he had yeah. to make he had to make money you know it's it's such an age-old problem right it's like the, you see this whole pattern repeat uh, across so many artists lives and creative people's lives and fighters lives and athletes lives i mean it's like there's so many people that should have just not made another record or whatever you know it's easy for us to say i guess but i mean right it's it's one of those things where it's like uh i don't know i think the older i get the the more understanding maybe i get about people pushing beyond uh maybe what their threshold should be because i think that you know it's kind of like when you're young it's all about dominance or i want to be the best or you know you're you're exerting all this energy and then you know when you get older you actually can just enjoy something that you're not even necessarily great at <laughs> i don't know it's like a weird uh psychology uh for being being sort of like high achiever but i feel bad for in the fight realm when people feel like they've got to support their ecosystem and take uh, blows to the head. Yeah, I can't remember when it was that his longtime uh, uh, Ferdy Pacheco, his fight doctor, had been trying to get him to quit for a while, and he he couldn't deal with it anymore. So he he wasn't there for like the last seven or eight Ali fights mm. because it, it broke his heart to see mm. him take the punishment that he had taken um, in some of those fights, especially that last Frazier fight. Well, we saw. At the, uh, the at the recent uh, UFC fights, there was a uh, I don't know if you follow MMA much. Um, no, there's a guy named Frankie Edgar who's a, um, a lighter weight fighter who's uh, kind of you know at at one point he was sort of the really in the, at one point you know he was kind of the edge of the sport like when when uh, MMA fighters first really started learning how to put like, you know, high level wrestling together with boxing combinations in these interesting ways, he was sort of like at the top of that game. Um, but recently he's, he's taken a couple of bad knockouts in, including one on Saturday when uh, he basically ran right into a guy like doing like a jumping knee right to the, right to his dome and, and just, 
he just laid out flat and it was it was not good you know what i mean and 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 this is a guy who that's happened a couple of times now you know what i mean and it's like yeah man you know yeah you gotta just go do something else no (laughs) (laughs) he is with the skull Everybody's got like a little extra COVID hair, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <Yeah. laughs> that's about it, though. Hey, we're look. I, I don't know if you can see any of this, Kevin, but we're looking at uh, a bunch of your images right now. Can you see that? We've got uh, guys. Say what? I, I don't see anything that you're showing. Right, oh, now, that's all right. right now, Brian's showing that it looks really good, by the way. So take, uh, you know, so no, just just lay back and know that your art looks amazing on the screen right now. Um, oh, okay. But he's basically he's showing he's showing some uh, he's showing some images from the uh, the last show you did at uh, Julia Martin. And I mentioned, uh, you know, at the beginning of the show, I'm not sure if you heard this or not, that this was the show that I wrote about uh, in Art in America. And that was the, the last oh, thing I actually covered that you did. Um, uh, ended up getting an art in America, which was a cool thing for you and me both, and for Julia. Was it was great for me. Thank it was, you so much. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. Totally. And it was. Uh, it's. It's always. Anytime I have the opportunity to sort of get, you know, Nashville artists doing Nashville shows, like in a national sort of spotlight, you know, yeah. um, uh, it's it's always a good thing, you know. And and we've been able to get more of that in Nashville recently, you know, from me and from other writers and stuff have been able to sort of break stories out beyond just the local or regional bubble. Um, but, but this show is a really, uh, a really fantastic show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that show? And then, then we'll, we can talk a little bit more about the show you have coming up. All right. Well, um, I kind of up to this point have done like 80% of the stuff I've done, I'd say maybe 70% has all been sports related. Um, so I, I actually, I had a talk, um, an artist talk at the, for the Ali show. And somebody said, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And I mentioned that I liked Hank Aaron and, uh, I was like, he, you know, I like his 755 home runs. Somebody said, why don't you do a drawing of all the pitchers that, uh, gave up home runs. I was like, that's a good idea, but I figured it would take me forever. And I, it, I harken back to, I remember going to see when I was a kid, my father drove my brother and I, I was eight. My brother was 11 down to Atlanta, Richmond. And we went to see the Braves play and Hank Aaron hit the walk-off home run in the 10th. He went two for five. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Seaver pitched. Tom Seaver hit a home run. Um, Dusty Baker was playing for the Braves. He had his first career triple to tie the game in the eighth. It was very like, you can get all the box scores. So I saw, I saw what everybody <laughs> did. And I was like, yep, that's the way it happened. And the game didn't take very long. It was less than two and a half hours. Um, so like I had all that stuff there. So then it was just like researching, like finding images without being baseball cards of all the players that played. And then like some of the interesting coaches, like Yogi Berra was the manager for the Mets. And, um, I wanted to do more. I wanted to get more action in like, uh, I remember the car my father recently. Oh no. He just totally dropped. Oh no. See, Joe. I know. Just as we oh, thought. Just when back. we thought we had. Okay. Is he? He's coming okay. back. He's coming back. He's going on that particular day. Hey Kevin, we're losing you a little bit. Um research. Oh man, I really want to hear this too. 
night before. So I put all this stuff. I, so looks like your internet's weak again, Kevin. It's all sports and stuff. And I looked up, you could look up like who was the guest on the Tonight Show <laughs> and Flip Wilson was the guest host and Helen Reddy sang a song and Coretta Scott King was the guest. So I did wow. a pretty huge rendition of Coretta Scott King sitting at that sitting at that interview chair on the Tonight Show with Flip Wilson as the host. So, right. Um, yeah. You broke up. You broke up a little bit during some of that, uh, Kevin. So oh, I, I was uh, confessing a murder. <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's perfect really really quick just so people understand like you ended up uh sort of not only uh documenting all the players who played at that game your father took you to but then right. you also documented other pop culture stuff that was happening that year including the watergate uh trial and stuff like that is that correct right 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 the guys have broken the watergate um and also it was an election year which was uh, so I drew all of the Democratic candidates that were running that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so th those didn't sell that well. If it's shown up, many people were really angling for a George Wallace <laughs> portrait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Hubert Humphrey's still sitting back there in the corner collecting dust, too. <laughs> but, uh, but no, that, that was a fun thing to look into. I, I have a good time researching uh, projects. I. I don't know what I compare myself to. I just like to um, kind of talk about like obscure culture, cultural mm -hmm. references. Yeah, I think it's red. I really, I mean, I really think it's, it's, you know, I mean, what we're talking about is you doing essentially you doing a, a whole series of portraits using crayons and, and uh, colored pencils of yeah. pop cultural figures. And that sounds, you know, that sounds simple enough, but the fact that you basically created this whole, I mean, it really, it felt more like an installation in a way because there's this whole conceptual thing going on with you sort of capturing the whole spirit of this, of this time period around this event of this, this uh, baseball game. I just, I think it's it really, I mean, to me, that's what takes the show to like a different level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, also, I learned was, something. My father is like very, very nice, solid, church going, quiet, serious man. Doesn't mm -hmm. drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't curse. And like we sat in the cheap seats at that game. And like there were these old men that were smoking and drinking and cussing <laughs> all around us. And like the first time I was eight, it's the first time I'd ever really been around that sort of behavior. And uh, I think I sort of fell in love with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, in, in addition, like then. just so people understand, like what what this work actually is, um, uh, tell us a bit about how you started making your work and and how you started making it specifically yeah. the way you make it with the materials you use, etc. Okay, well, I remember drawing a lot as a kid. I remember getting in trouble when I was like five or six. I had like magic markers, and when I went to bed, I would like to start drawing on the sheets and pillowcases. My mother was really mad couple of times for that Dr drifting off in class when I was like 10 or 11 and just started drawing football helmets of all the teams in the foot national football league. And then I, I just did a bunch of other stuff and I was, I had, um, all these cuts of when I'm like 45 years old or something. And I was actually, my apartment was where Julia's gallery is right now. That was my apartment for at the time. Oh. 
Interesting. I had all these boxes of recycling Budweiser 12 pack uh, boxes that needed to be recycled. And I was like going through some old boxes and an old roommate of mine had left like a set of these nice crayons that I use now behind. And uh, I had just won money on a horse in the Kentucky Derby, which is rare that I pick the winner, even though I try <laughs> every year. And I, so I just, for some reason, I had a little, I had a newspaper photo of him and I just drew it, drew the horse. I was like, that looks pretty good. <laughs> so I, like, I just saved the boxes and just started drawing on those boxes from there. And then like when I moved out of that place, I got a roommate and she was like, you have to quit smoking. I was like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll do that. I'll quit smoking. So then like I needed something to do with my hands instead of smoking cigarettes. So I just started drawing and like drawing all these like images, anything I could think of, like that famous image from all in the family where Archie Bunker and Sammy Davis Jr. Kisses him. I do that. <laughs> I'd love to see that old one. like Red Fox Colt 45 ad. I, I drew, <laughs> like hip hop bands like the Fat Boys and like um, I did like I drew like this preacher that my mom likes um, John Wesley that started the Methodist Church. I was all over the place. So I was about to turn 50 and my friends were like having a nice big party. They were taking me out. I knew they were going to give me a lot of nice gifts. So for a joke. I put all these drawings. I had about 20 of them in a plastic bag. When they gave me one, I was like, here, and I made something for you. And uh, I just started passing them out. And Julia was there. You know, we were buddies long before I met her. Well, long before I, she had a gallery there. And she was like, you're doing a show. So I started doing a couple of pop-ups out there when she first got the place, like showing that kind of stuff. And, you know. And then, like, now I find out, like, I draw on cardboard boxes, which is the worst thing to draw on because it's so acidic. Like, you know, I have to, like, I have to, like, treat it now with some stuff. And I'm, kind <laughs> of, I'm somewhat figuring it out. I'll be dangerous when I know what I'm doing, I think. <laughs> well, um, it's interesting, actually, because, you know, it's one of the one of the hilarious things about like you know that the like the great mid-century art that still like casts a shadow over contemporary art as we know it it's like so much of that stuff like you know like jackson pollock's using like house paint and shit you know what i mean yeah, and it's like yeah. and those paintings are like falling apart now because they weren't are made they really? to last you know what i mean <laughs> did you see alex alex's show um i forgot the gallery but uh he made like the the snakes out of lottery tickets oh yeah ed lusk yeah 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 i can't i can't uh, hopefully i'll be around but i'm really curious to see how those things are going to hold up yeah in, like 40 years like, yeah i've never lottery ticket scratch offs yeah i've never thought about that um uh alex lockwood is another nashville artist for for those of you who aren't local uh people and he uh he has a show right now at a gallery called david lusk gallery there's also david lusk gallery in memphis for those of you not here in the southeast, familiar with the David Lusk Empire, um, but uh, but yeah, David. I mean, uh, Alex does a bunch of cool work with uh, recycled products, you know, and 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 he makes these amazing snakes. Those snakes are like my favorite thing he does. Where They're he, great. yeah, he folds these these lottery tickets in such a way that they. They all sort of interconnect, and then they turn into these snake shapes, and they're really, really fucking cool. Yeah. So um, I wanted to talk, go back just for a minute, because this is pretty exciting. It's a day that I remember, and I've killed a lot of brain cells in the last few decades. <laughs> but um, this is the anniversary, the 31st anniversary of 
when are we still there there yeah we oh, hear you now kevin you guys yeah we, we you broke up there oh, for okay, a second so but go ahead yeah. and start over it's the 31st okay, so anniversary today is, uh, today is the 31st anniversary of buster douglas uh knocking out mike tyson and I oh that really i was in i was in richmond where i kind of grew up richmond virginia and um david lowry from camper van beethoven one of my all-time favorite bands had moved to town and he put it together and it was their first show. so basically tonight is also the anniversary of cracker's very first show um, oh. and i saw the opening act and the, the venue was sold beer only and i wanted a shot so i went across the street and they had the fight on and i had a shot and it was then i watched mike tie out so i went back over to the venue and like no one really cared but i went up to everybody there was like 300 people there i was like mike tyson just got knocked out mike tyson just lost <laughs> get out of my face kevin you know so uh that was a pretty exciting night that was Cracker a crazy and, uh, i couldn't Buster when Douglas. that happened man people don't i mean people people don't understand like what a shock that was like I, I didn't know anybody. I mean, I was paying enough attention to Mike Tyson at that point that I knew he had a fight against this bum he was going to kill. <laughs> that was about it, you know? And and then all of a sudden, when I came home, I had been I, had, I was in college at Good that people. time. Yeah. Uh, what did you say, Kevin? Uh, he had, I looked today to see who fought leading up. And he had beaten the guys that you had heard of. He also... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of, I looked up both him and Leon Spinks today. One of them fought here hmm. in Nashville against uh, Tex Cobb in the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah, which would have Tex Cobb lived here for a time. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard. That was before my time here. Yeah. Yeah. He used to, uh, yeah. when I was, uh, when I was uh, in the 90s, I, when I first moved to Nashville, um, I worked at a, on and off at this uh, cafe at the bookstore at Davis Kid, which was in Green Hill. So big two-story bookstore with a built-in cafe. And uh, I worked there with my friend uh, who has played guitar with me for, for decades now. And that's where we actually met each other. And he was a line cook there. And if every time Tex Cobb would come in there for lunch, he would get a Reuben sandwich. And every time Tex Cobb ordered a Reuben sandwich, my buddy JP would take it out of the kitchen and deliver it to his table personally <laughs> because he's like, nobody fucking touches Ted Cobb's fucking plate, but me, I'm, this is me and me and Ted, this is between us, <laughs> uh, me and Tex. That's and one of my uh, favorite uh, sandwiches for sure. Yeah. He was a nice guy too. He was, he was always <laughs> a very friendly guy and, and, and had a big loud laugh and was uh, really a character for sure. I mean, he's, Somewhere, I mean, I don't think he's that far from like raising Arizona. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did we lose him again, Kevin? I'm still I don't here. Think so, oh, you okay. guys, you guys can hear me, can right? You hear me? Yep. Yeah, yeah we right. can hear you, Kevin. Hey, look, we're still doing a podcast. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> so that was February 11th, 1990, when that that knockout occurred. Man, crazy. Uh, yeah. So a lot of your work is based in a lot of pretty vivid nostalgia how does how do you reconcile that with sort of um you know i find it interesting to sort of have like when you're when you're uh focusing on watergate and 
uh, I think in the writing that you did, Joe, you talked about sort of the vulgarity of political theater or something. You had some line about that. Now that sounds uh, like me. Yeah, <laughs> but I like that. <laughs> yeah, but 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 here we are, right? Like nothing changes. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I graduated from high school in '90s, yeah. so maybe you're a little bit ahead of me. But I sort of remember yeah, I that era. Like I tried I'm a little uh, pornography and and things now. A little bit. <laughs> yes, in that show, I definitely did. I even like I snuck in um, very small, but in one of the things, there's Will Mays sitting on the bench and he's reading like the very current episode, the very current issue of Playboy from that from that month yeah I yeah up, up. i was going to do a whole portrait of just that you know i was like no right that was in here that was one of the things that i actually picked up on i don't know if it made it into the final review but in one version there was a version of the review where i was sort of talking about how you drilled into these details you know how i mean essentially i mean at first glance your drawing style might seem crude to people but but there's there's really really deep things going on in terms of the things you're taking notice of and the way you're drawing attention to certain elements and stuff. And I totally looked, I looked at that fucking magazine, man. And I could just tell by the way it looked, I was like, he fucking copied this magazine. Like this is the magazine from that time. Yeah. But part of it was, I was informed by the fact that you were doing that with so many elements of the show. But when I saw that magazine, I was like, that isn't just somebody's idea of what a playboy looks like. That's the fucking no, playboy wanted, magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked it up and I was I like, yeah, why. that isn't specific that way. Like I've actually gotten better. I think during quarantine I'm a lot better now, which makes sense. Cause I'm so new at it. So, I mean, they're still protrude. Um, but well, talk about the, talk about the new show. I've only just recently in the, like in the last couple well, days or whatever, you sent so me those like, images. Like four years ago, I did one, I did a back history month series that I just did. On my Instagram, I didn't say what it was. I just put out, I just did a drawing each day. And um, and that was pretty fun. I enjoyed doing that. I was like, I'm going to do a Women's History Month one day. And I meant to do it last year. And I didn't. And I'm glad because March was so messed up here with the tornadoes and then the pandemic. Oh, right. So I, so I decided to do it this year. And um, I, I didn't feel comfortable asking about putting it in a gallery because the idea is not that, you know, it's a... Mm -hmm. um, but... I, I have a good relationship with the folks at this restaurant, Nikki's Coal Fire, great restaurant, and they. That's right down the street from me. Up and uh, are, am, am I still there? Oh yeah, yeah. I was just saying that that's right down the street okay. from where I am right now. Yeah. So, so I ended up instead of doing it last year, I, I put it up, up this mm -hmm. year. Trainers, not just athletes, but politicians. People from history, I've, I've, I'm down to like how to do, and I know what to do. I haven't done them yet. So, but they're taking me in a couple of days, and I'm adding some paint into the mix. So it's still pencil and crayon, but there's a lot of gouache. It's a little bit of oil paint mixed in. And um, yeah, that's cool. It's just, a, just a wide variety of people, you know. How are you? How are you? There's how one are you managing? The other day when I was a kid, there was. Hey Kevin, hold Say on. That again? I was saying, I was going to ask how you're managing, like you know, the fact that you are, you know, I've I've made a point of describing your work as we've been talking about, just so people who don't know better will will understand, like you know, what this stuff looks like and 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 how you make it. But like you just mentioned, all of a sudden now in this show, you're working in some gouache, you've got some oil paints happening. Like, how are you? 
what is your approach to using those new materials? And like, because I, I assume to some degree you're trying to learn how to use those as you're using them. Is that right? That's really what it boils down to. And they just look better. Like, I've had friends tell me that are artists, like, you should try gouache. You should try gouache because I like thick color bright. And um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I, I practiced a lot. Like, I bought some canvases and I bought a bunch of oil paint, a bunch of gouache paint. And I practiced on, on canvases all for like three months. Uh huh. And like decided to incorporate in with like all these drawings, all these little paintings. They're all six by eight inches. So and are they I are the are the paint are the new paintings actually on canvases? Now? Are the new paintings actually on canvas? No, these are not on canvas. The show is still on the beer boxes. <laughs> okay, I just I'm just keeping yeah. track. I'm just keeping track of the yeah, progress. No, all the <laughs> just for practice, just like practice. I got pieces, you. you know. Yeah, I think yeah, I gave yeah. One I did like a. Some friends of mine, I did a family portrait kind of for them, and it wasn't very good, but I worked so hard on it. I made them take it. I don't think they really liked <laughs> it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I worked so hard on it, I made them take it. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm doing all kind of bizarre women in here, but I, I think it'll be good, uh, you know? In your, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the women's series, like, what is there, is there a particular one that, you know, that you think is like your favorite or that you, the research was really interesting or like, which, what are some of the highlights for you in the series? I did one of, um, I did one of, uh, this woman named Linda Keith. Who, mm -hmm. She's still alive. She was like a British model back in the sixties and she was, uh, Keith Richards girlfriend. And then she, they broke up and she started dating Jimi Hendrix and, uh, Keith Richards wrote Ruby Tuesday. So, I knew that Ruby Tuesday was about a real woman, so I did a portrait of her. Nice. That's pretty good. Um, I did one of Mary Shelley. Cool. Who wrote Frankenstein. She wrote that when she was a teenager, by the way. Uh, it's and crazy, that one right? Out pretty good. There's a lot of like weird stuff going on in that one. I did one of, uh, I think I'm pronouncing her name right, Jacinda Ardem, the New Zealand Prime Minister. Mm, okay. I she's did awesome. one of her giving a giving a speech at the United Nations while she's breastfeeding her baby. <laughs> wow, um, that one turned out pretty good. And uh, my friends have a their youngest daughter is named Etel Etel E T E L, and she was named after this artist poet Etel Adnan, who's still alive. She's like in her nineties. So I did one of her that turned out good. I don't want to give too much away, but I did one obligatory of of Kamala Harris. But in this scenario, in college, she went to school at Howard University in D.C., and she's mm -hmm. wearing her Howard sweatshirt, and she's at a, she's outside of the Washington Coliseum, a venue that's no longer there, but they used to have shows in the 80s, and uh, on the marquee is a, a great go-go band called Rare Essence. So I don't know if she ever went to a Rare Essence show, but in my world, she went to a Rare Essence show at the Washington Coliseum while she was in college. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, uh, and you know, like one out of twenty people that I draw actually look like the person I want them to. <laughs> uh -huh. So I have to give clues. I have to give clues in in, in there. Uh, um, yeah. When will that? And, uh, when oh, is that show? Go ahead. It's going to be up, I guess, all of March. Uh, their hours right now they're reopening. They kind of did a shutdown for a month and a half or so from Christmas through now. Mm. So I think it's like today they're open Thursday through Sunday for now. But March okay. is a month where it might pick up. Like 
maybe people are more comfortable going out. The weather's going to get warmer. So, but as of now, it's Thursday through Sunday, just like restaurant hours. And Nikki's does, they do like bagels during the day and pizza at night. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, they do bagels. Um, I'm full chef. I'm not He's a great pastry chef. He can make any dessert. He's really good at making all that charcuterie and stuff and making pasta. Mm-hmm. And they have like that coal oven of theirs burns way hotter than, than anything else in a wood fire oven. So like their pizzas are ready in like less than five minutes, like maybe three minutes and everything is just mm, fresh, I want one right fresh now. and really good. He's got a really good, it's just in the nations, man. For me living in Madison, it's like the other side. <laughs> but if you live, right, yep. live anywhere near, I would be there all the time. I just can't get over there that much. Um, what's the best place nice, for people nice to find you? And hey, Kevin, what's the best place for people yeah. to find you and follow your work and know what's going on with your with your art world? Uh, well, I'm at uh, I guess I'm on Instagram basically, and uh, it's it's Kevin Guthrie, but it's K E V N. I leave the I out. Kevin Guthrie. We've got it on the screen. Yep, great. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. I don't really do a lot of promotions of things. So I appreciate you guys. <laughs> I understand today. that. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Kevin, it's been super cool to have you on. I'm sorry. Congratulations on the problems. run of your show. I know, man. It's been a, it's been a, a while. <laughs> it's just a funny sort of end, like looking at a blank screen uh, yeah. and you're hearing a voice. But uh, I am glad. I am glad we were able to get you on, Kevin. It's a, it's a good, uh, if we, if we, if we only had to have one last guest, I'm glad it was you. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. This is like the final episode of MASH where, um, where Hawkeye <laughs> decides to stay in Korea. <laughs> all right well kevin we're gonna we're gonna drop you off and then joe we'll, we'll wrap up here for a second and okay, right, uh, we'll, yes, we'll be good with evening. kevin thanks right. so much thanks man. kevin so appreciate you brother bye man all right that so, that was okay we that worked out okay we got we got through it on our hands and knees we crawled through the mud we've crossed the finish line this isn't really a fighting uh analogy but but you see you'll you see what i mean i think it's funny that uh <laughs> Like we've done well, well, well over a hundred episodes and we've had our share of, you know, difficulties here and there, but let me just tell you something to have, <laughs> to have that level on the last moment. I think it just makes, it makes sense. It's, it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I it's think like, it's uh, and Kevin's great. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And like, like I said, it's, it's a shame we didn't actually get to see him face to face, but, uh, we handle, we, we've, we've done our share of blind podcasts before. So I think we're, we're kind of old pros at this guys. You're not going to, you're not going to rattle yeah. us with this, with this no screen thing. We got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we started this thing, it was like, uh, for me, it was all about the pleasure of meeting a lot of these people that we would have in person. And so we only did an audio podcast for, uh, almost two years it was just audio and it was all in person mm-hmm. uh and we never we we would make a few exceptions you know and do some phone phone things right but then almost we've kind never, of uh, almost always it was you know we had people in the in the studio with us in the room and i think that that's that's part of it for me too is it's uh you know as we've definitely done really well i think in the pandemic situation to uh keep it alive and keep it going but i think that uh you know by the I think that a lot of what what the magic is for me is is about that you know about those kinds of interactions. Uh, you know, you think about uh, I just think there's so many funny moments and things that happen when we just had people at the table with us, you know, and just 
like remember we had like we had Naveen on and she was like by the by the end of the show she was like this she was, she was, yeah she's like yeah exactly yeah that was hilarious just laying out yeah. you know there's just a lot of i don't know just that's that's really the mojo and the magic for me it doesn't mean that i don't think this is great and i also like the new the the pod bomb when when we were talking to marlos and uh and then and then you brought new in that was that was like some pro wrestling shit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah make your promo now <laughs> so uh but yeah but anyway so uh so uh, yeah i suppose uh you know this is it it's never really the the end but i think that this sort this of this is the end this train that we've been on for every week for a long time uh you know we'll, we'll take a break from it and uh Beautiful and let all the beauty of everything we've created just sort of have some moss grow on the north side of it for a while yeah no yeah. it's a beautiful time to do that and i do there's a part of me too that i i sort of uh you know, even though we started this long before the pandemic, we sort of doubled down on it after the beginning of the pandemic. And in terms of, you know, finding a way to go the extra mile and actually have, you know, a live, a live, uh, uh, you know, uh, component happening, having a video component happening um, and all the things we've been able to do, multiple guests, you know, I mean, that was really cool. And at the same time, I also sort of agree with you that, you know, um, it, it kind of feels good to put aside the screen stuff and, and, and just sort of feel like, you know, um, th there'll be something else to do when we can be in the real world again. You That's know, right. we have so many live shows to make up for. We have so many, you know, theater film screenings to go see, you know what I mean? There's so many things that are like out there in the, I mean, there's so many dumb trips to stupid restaurants I have to make. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And, you know, and, and the thing too, is that now that we've worked our way into sort of the digital space here, uh, that's great. I don't want to live here. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't want to live here. I, it's all about experiences for me. And, and, uh, and so I, you know, I think it's a great stop gap. I think it's a, it's a fine thing. Sure. It, it's totally, you know, and for some people, they don't give a shit. Like it's, it's whatever. It's all the same. It's, and I love the idea that we connect with all these people that obviously are not coming through Nashville, but I do like the idea of like back when we had the studio or, uh, you know, whatnot, it was like somebody could be coming through town. They would come over, you know what I mean? Like even yeah. if it wasn't a, a per, you know, so just the idea of, of people popping in and having an actual interaction with people and, and so I think that the longer that we've gone in this modality, for me, uh, it's been, you know, a combination of man, I've got some other things that I really need to, like, do. <laughs> but yeah. but but also it's like, uh, you know, this is this has been a cool thing. You know, and you, you look at how many people made the pivot, started new podcasts. I mean, we've got we know people now that have had podcasts end and have started new podcasts and sure, uh, yeah. you know, got picked up by another entity to do another and, thing. And yeah, when you mentioned all this to me, like just, a, I mean, about a week ago, we had this discussion about maybe we should just not do this anymore. I feel like, um, I feel like, you know, my, um, my feelings about it were, um, you know, sort of similar in the sense of like, you know, that, that, you know, like I was just saying, how how it feels like now's a good time to start getting ready to get back out in the world and and you know, not only not doing all the extra screen time stuff we've been doing, but like kind of just getting rid of most all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. For, for a little while anyway. And uh 
But the other part of it to me is um, that, you know, I, 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 one of the reasons I did this podcast with you was because I knew that when you seriously were like, I don't know which one of us decided we should bring up the topic of doing the podcast, but as soon as we were talking about doing the podcast, I knew that if you said you wanted to do this podcast, that we would actually do it. Like I wouldn't, I knew that I could count on you to actually follow through and do it. Right. As opposed to like signing up on a podcast with somebody who, you know, three weeks later, they don't know what to do or whatever, or they don't want to. They're like, or, oh, this or, is work. We'll just put that off again. Yeah. yeah, because I've done a few more, a few podcasts before this, and I'm like, I know that what happens, you know, six weeks later, you know, here's what happens. Almost everybody's podcast dies because they don't really want to do it. They just yeah. want to do it now, but they don't yeah, want to do it later. You know, the, I mean? the idea of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I cannot be. I, I could not be the person who started blogging and then just fucking never. And then my blog just didn't blog anymore. And I certainly couldn't be the person whose podcast never really got off the fucking rails. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Or whatever, or went off the fucking rails. So it's like every time I've done one of these projects, it's like it's there's been a fucking hardcore audience that's really enjoyed it. And there's been a shitload of content created. And when we ended and walked away from it, it was like, yeah, well, we built that thing. I don't know. Maybe it matters. Maybe it doesn't. But you can't say it wasn't real. It was fucking real as hell. And there's a bunch of people who still want to hear more of it. You know what I mean? And I kind of feel like that's how this is, too. I'm, 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 I'm excited to learn more about this 25 rank, 25th ranked uh, podcast <laughs> that we have right going on here. I think that's pretty great. That's pretty great. That's like I, we just came out of the regional scene. <laughs> you know, yeah. we got a we good we got a win on Dana. Is uh, day, you know, uh, Wednesday night uh, card on the app, <laughs> right. and uh, now we're ranked 25th in some obscure weight class somewhere, yeah, right. you know. But yeah. but I do feel I do feel like um like you know it was it was certainly important to me that we you know that it was it was important for me to watch a whole bunch of other people's podcasts just die on the vine long before ours did and not in a Shoyden Freudian kind of way, but just in the sense that it's like, you know, I, I know that, you know, I don't do things. I, I don't do things unless we're fucking doing them. You know what I mean? And if we're doing it, then we're doing it. And a hundred plus episodes later, I feel like we, we done did it. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, we did about a, 119, 120 episodes. And if you think about, I mean, man, that's, that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of time. That's, you know, yeah. and, you know, we're not trying to, I don't know. I'm not trying, I'm not interested in becoming a, I don't know, some sort of media personality yeah. <laughs> uh, or whatever. So I feel like that you, you, you kind of walk up to that threshold of what are you really trying to accomplish here? Right. Like, cause you always want to grow whatever you're doing. Um, right. I think know, that's a good, I think that's a good point to focus on is like, you know, we're always talking about growth on the podcast and stuff. And I feel like the podcast has changed and evolved and grown in all these really interesting ways. But at right now, it does feel like we're at a point where it's sort of like, I'm not sure how it continues to grow. And, and given this, the changing environment around it, yeah, maybe it's a good time to let that ignorance be the thing that makes you answer. Let's just stop that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You go at this point, and maybe that's because it feels like we'd have to force it to do something right now. And I don't really, I have no reason to want to force it to do anything. It's, it's, we'd start, we've, 
already had this amazing run. We've made all these great connections. We've added, we've created a whole conversation that wasn't here before. And yeah. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And, and like, you know, like Nancy says, I mean, the, 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 the discussion goes on, you know, we'll, we'll, we're not going anywhere. Follow my Twitter. It's full of horse shit. <laughs> uh, I'm having, I'm saluting you with a PBR right now, Joe. Oh, that was a good, good, that was a good I bit. My peers are downstairs. So, yeah, well, so for me, uh, um, I, I don't, there's any number of things we could, uh, do as one-offs in the future or, right, you sure. know, whatever, if there's something that's really pointed and specific and has a, you know, sort of definitive scope and reason. Uh, but and ultimately there's also, there's also, you know, the archive and things that we might do with the archive, you know, because mm -hmm. we do have ways to sort of automate, uh, transcription and things like that. So it's like, there's a lot of things that can happen with that content, you know, that, yeah. that can still continue to live on past. I can't, this. I can't, yeah, I can't think of a more meaningful way to sort of be a part of the ongoing kind of ephemeral conversation in this space by, right giving all of this material in usable, searchable, digestible form to uh, somebody like Nancy and say, here's the whole transcription archive of everything. So if, you know, when your students want to know a little bit more about what makes this writer, uh, you know, like why did Matthew Polly write, you know, how does, how did he go about writing the definitive book on Bruce Lee? Yeah. We've got a, another angle or another opinion that's not about like, you know, what I love the most is that we would let people sell things on here. You know what I mean? But it was never about the sell. It was just, it was always more about like, what's really going on here? You know, like, what yeah. is this really about to you or what really got you to this place? And so I feel like that we were able to unearth a lot um, from people that maybe uh, didn't have, didn't have another forum or medium, uh, to reasonably do that because when they go on their book tour or when they go on their, whatever, they're just doing the PR, uh, yeah. sort of thing. And, and we just never, uh, you know, half the time we would have people, I, I wouldn't have people on that haven't done anything in a while, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like, it's not about like, uh, this, uh, being another right. stop on a PR tour. Yeah. And even then, I mean, the opportunities that generally people are getting are opportunities to like, you know, drop another soundbite, you know, and, and say that talking point that your publisher wants you to remember. And, you know, things like that, where, where, when somebody like Matthew Polly for, you know, a good example comes on our show, I think, I think those shows were really strong. And I think they were strong in the way that many of our shows are strong in the sense that, it was always about like why and how and not about like what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. You did this thing. All right. But why did you do it? And how did you do it? And, yeah. and how did you get there? And why did you choose that? You know what I mean? And so I think that that there's not a whole lot of space for people to actually talk about, you know, their, their process, their concepts, their, yeah. you know, their, their practice as a noun. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and also like their, their doubts, their misgivings, their, their, yeah. you know, like all the things that have gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, you, have five, you know, five minutes to get interviewed. We're not going to mm -hmm. talk about why you thought this was going to be a failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just doing things like, yeah. Talking to Chuck Mendenhall, like, Hey, you just got fired. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what's up, you know, and like, what a weird situation to talk to somebody and, you know, right. Hey, you just got fired during a pandemic and you're probably the best, uh, combat sports writer in the world. So how does that feel? <laughs> like what's going on? You know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that was, you know, I think there was a lot of moments that were, you know, like that. And, and I think, you know, 
discussions and also points within those discussions that I think were sort of, you know, unique to this conversation and also unique to the, the, the kind of format that an hour long podcast gives you so that everybody, especially when you conduct it like this, and it's, yeah, yeah. there's absolutely no pressure and right. there's no expectations. And, That's right. And, you know, I think people, as soon as they, as soon as we come up on the camera, they're like, Oh, okay. I can relax. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this it is, is true. It's not, this is not a high pressure situation, you know? And I think that, that that sort of relaxed conversation. Obviously, we're not the first people to do that, but but I think we also see that that's a huge thing that makes that makes the podcast that I enjoy good. You know, is that I'm I'm just getting to spend some quality time with somebody who knows something, and and if and I can listen to it, and I can I can learn, I can be inspired. All these things can happen because they're taking the time to have a real conversation, and we just don't see that in the mainstream. Uh, almost ever really. Yeah. So, so I hope that we were able to do that. And, and I, and I mean, we've gotten that kind of feedback from many, many people and it's always been flattering for people to, I mean, a lot of people have just been sort of like astonished that like, man, you guys like found this territory that nobody <laughs> even knew was there, but yeah. it, it is there and you found it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, you know, that just goes to show that, you know, if you go to a, a couple of gallery openings and, that's right. Get a few glasses of uh, free cheap wine and yeah. talk talk to your friends. Years long things can come out of it. Uh, yeah. You so two could be trapped in a small room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so we should probably uh, hang this up. Is there anything that you would uh, uh, like to offer as your 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 parting words before we go? I, I'm good. I feel great about everything, and um, I don't I don't really see things as sort of a. Uh, yeah. I, I see like beginnings of eras, not ends of eras or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, I, I'm, I'm, glad, not, I'm glad we had the chance to do it. I'm glad we had a chance to talk to so many rad people. I'm, I've always been pleased with the fact that everybody we've had on here, you know, is almost always willing to come back. That's, that's, that's about the best thing you could say. About <laughs> almost. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Almost. I don't know. There might be a few in there, but, but, but generally speaking, you know, we've actually made some great friendships from this. And, yeah. and I know for certain that we've shown people some art they wouldn't have seen otherwise. We've had conversations people never would have had if they hadn't come on our show or listened to our show. So yeah. um, I'm very glad about that. Um, as far as like, like things going on in my world right now. I've got a new single coming out at midnight, Brian. It's going to be tomorrow is the, the lunar new year, Brian, the year of oh. the ox. Oh. So, um, uh, so, and, uh, uh, so I, I'm dropping a new single on the lunar new year. So what's uh, it called? It's called Je ne sais pas. Is that, um, literally French. <laughs> is that, uh, is that French dude? It's French. It's like a, it's like a, one of those, one of those, uh, freedom fries. <laughs> That's so cool. So midnight, uh, midnight, I, I think on all the, look up, man. It's under on all the streams and stuff. It'll be my, under mighty Joe Nolan. And I've got a band camp, mighty Joe Nolan band camp. So that's probably the best. If you get it there, you know, it's like mm -hmm. a better support for the artist guys. So go download it there with a wonderful, big fat audio file. All right. I'm going to grab something. Hold on one sec. I'll just sit here and talk to nobody for a minute, but, um, uh, thank you. There's four people watching right now, according to, uh, this little number up in the corner. So if you're watching us live right now, we thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, being a part of the podcast. And, and if you're somebody who's taking the time to tell us how much you enjoy the show, 
believe me, it's been um, it's been very important to get that kind of feedback, and it certainly helps us get through a hundred plus shows when we know there's at least a few people out there who are really <laughs> enjoying it. So thanks for everybody who's given us some great yeah. feedback. Yeah, and if we would have known we were number twenty five at anything, we probably just would have never ended it. You know. Yes, everybody. Yeah, check out the Sound of Violence uh, <laughs> podcast. It's thesoundofviolence.com, and you can find us in their countdown of the greatest uh, podcast in existence, MMA podcast, at number twenty five. What's that, Brian? This is uh, I, I did a I did have a do a new double EP of music that I've made, and uh, you know, just digitally released it. But I thought, why don't I also just make a handmade batch of 10 cassettes, really nicely made, signed and numbered, and I've got three left. And they're That's cool. They're not cheap, but they are handmade with love and care, and the music is not terrible. Uh, that's my review of my own music. They're like pretty blue cassettes. Yeah, these things are cool, and I've got them in these like soft poly boxes, but... um. I just wanted to make something that uh, was tangible. I hate not having tangible goods for everything that I make. So in the case of this, I made only 10 cassettes and I've sold uh, all but uh, three of them. They're, they're not, they're not exactly priced as cassettes should be priced. These are more rarefied artifacts. Uh, the only 10 copies that will be made on this thing. And where do they buy? You know, uh, so you've go to those drones.com. That's my website. Uh, if you just search for my name or whatever, you can find it. But um, uh, and it's all. If you want to hear it, it's um, it's two EPs. One's called Lush, and one is called Pasture under my name, uh, Brian Siskind, and it's on Spotify and Apple and all it the places. It is under Brian. Siskind. It's not under some new 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 uh, pseudonym. I have so many aliases, and I just decided at some point I got to stop with the aliases. Um. It served me well because it gives me like an alias is a reason to sort of make a different style without having an identity problem or confusing, or confusing people. Uh, now I just don't really care about it's this. Like thing, that Chris so. Gaines album. Yeah, Chris Gaines. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I just I just put out um, a bunch of new music, and um, you know, I've got a bunch of projects going on, and and um, you know. Thursdays, I'll have a little bit more time for them. You'll have a little bit more time for your saxophone genius. And, uh, saxophone. uh yeah, your saxophone. That's what I'm saying. Like, you have now you're gonna have more time for a saxophone. Yeah. What was I doing today before I got I hooked up with you? I was just making a bunch of phone calls. I'm trying to, I've got a, um, another thing I, I'm coming up in a and coming up in March. I'm in, I've got a photograph in a national juried exhibition in East Tennessee. And, um, I bit the bullet and bought a big ass, uh, shipping box. They make these shipping boxes for art, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't believe the alliteration there. I bit the bullet and bought a big ass box. <laughs> I bit the bullet, bought a big ass box, bitch. <laughs> box, bitch. Me and uh, me and uh, uh, Marlos can can combine our talents on a, on a hip hop track. Marlos and I are talking about doing a live show. You you should be a part of the live show we're gonna do. Um, uh, uh, so, <laughs> what a big old box. <laughs> it was a big old box. Yeah. <laughs> but I bought this big shipping box, right? That they make specifically for art, and um, I've got it all sealed up. But 
I, it's actually a little hard for me to move this thing because it's so large. So I was going to take it down to UPS today, but I would have had to put it like in the bed of my truck and it was kind of rainy and shitty today. So I was like, I just can't do that really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I realized that I can just call UPS and we can work it out and they'll come get it for me. And I'm like, right. this is awesome. But, oh, but yeah. it took me, it took me, it took me a little time to do the research and make the phone call and get you the information. Too, man, that's how I ship all the records that I sell or whatever that I'm doing. Uh, you just have UPS come pick them up? USPS. Uh, oh, USPS. Yeah, like media mail. You know, like I ship vinyl straight oh, from yeah. my house. I just set it on the porch. They come get it. It's all you good. Know, there's, I, here's one of the things I learned in my research, Brian, because I, I, I mean, I've shipped lots of art before, but I've always done it like really in sort of a bit of a sketchy way. Luckily, I've always had everything fine. Everything's always come and gone fine when I've had auto, you know, it's shipped away and sent back to me and it's okay. But it's the packaging is like, like I couldn't, I couldn't use that package again. Let's, let's put it that way. Like there's no way it's compromised, like fucking crazy. Right. It's murder. Yeah. So, so this, so this thing I wanted to send, but it's, it's, uh, it's, I, I real, I, I learned that there's a certain size and that at a certain size, there's all these different ways that the shipping companies sort of compete with each other. But once you get to a certain size, uh, basically, uh, USPS is out of the fucking running and you've yeah. got to go yes. with one of these other people because they yeah. just, they just can't take these big ass packages. So That's this right. is, it's a big photograph, but it's an even bigger package built around the photograph as you can imagine. Yeah. That's so cool though. That's great. Jury exhibition, you know, yeah, it's good. It's uh, good. Yeah. You've always got like five or seven things going on, and uh, I try I try to keep those 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 that juggling going. You know, it's yeah. nice. It's good too because I've been in a number of like virtual type displays. You know, in the last six months or whatever, uh, and and I've been in some you know real life stuff as well. But it's it's especially nice again along the way what we're talking about. It's really nice to be. Uh, you know, packing up a photo to go to a national jury ex exhibit exhibit yeah. <laughs> right. hanging on a wall in a place. And yeah. I don't know, you know, April's really close or March is really close. And I, you know, I'm, I have no plans to go see the show and I know right. it's going to be a limited audience because we're not going to be out from under this thing in a month, but yeah, but you're getting closer and it feels good to be, to be wrestling with the problems of shipping paintings to, distant galleries so much better, <laughs> so much better than emailing a jpeg yeah oh my god dude yeah so uh well speaking of sending it we're gonna send it this is it man we're, we're yeah. wrapping this thing up um i know that we'll have other things this is, this is sort of the end but not the end but uh but man i've I, it's been an absolute honor privilege to wor uh, work with you on this thing man and um uh, you know, we've already talked about it, but, uh, we, we did, a, we did a good thing and, um, uh, I'm, you know, l life is really short moments are quick, uh, resources are finite. So to put this much time and energy into something for this amount of time and have something to show for it feels really good, man. Yeah, it really does. It really does. So, uh, I think, I wish we had a bell. We could ring the bell. <laughs> uh, I can try to pull one up, but, uh, but I've got I've got beats. Dead fighter. They like they have a moment of silence. They I can't hold it because it, I can't vi it vibrate. I've got my I've got some drones I'm playing. Can you hear the music? <laughs> All right. 
Well, I think that works. All right. Uh, Hi, everybody. Are, yeah. Thanks for everybody. thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Being a part of it all. All right. Outro coming right now.